Today's very special season opening episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by BetQL. Tate, do you want an edge over Vegas? I certainly do. And here's how I'm going to get that edge. I'm I going need to, something after you, tonight. You definitely need something. Uh, an edge, I'll take anything. You you definitely need something to take the edge off, I think. Download BetQL, Tate. The app you need to get an advantage this so season. So gambling, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Try gambling, Tate. I uh, uh, bet Duke Moneyline. With BetQL, you can discover value bets, line movement, and find out what bets the public backs the best Dude part money line betql is free to download with your mobile device head to betql.co and use promo code shining for your three-day trial give yourself an advantage over vegas and download betql that's betql.co promo code shining we are also brought to you by god's gift to basketball the duke blue devils who just beat the absolute shit out of Kentucky. We witnessed it live in person. We are recording this right after the game. We walked straight to the hotel we're staying at in downtown Indianapolis. Got out the microphones. I I currently, and this is not a joke, folks, I currently have my pants unzipped. Um, this, this was one of the greatest nights of my life to witness this happen. Uh, and we are going to talk about all of it. And Tate is going to continue just with his mouth agape. Wow. Wow. <laughs> searching wow. for answers. Wow. Wow. Uh, that is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, I, I, I could not be any happier than what, what just happened, and we are going to do our best to talk about it. But first, Zion Williamson. <laughs> Probably. Isn't he everywhere? He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. Out of the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is about 12.30, little after 12.30 a.m. East Coast time here in the beautiful East Coast city of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, as I said, we are recording this right after we witnessed maybe the greatest college basketball team of all time take the floor for the first time. Uh, the Fab even, Five play tonight? We, yeah, the Fab Five. We just got done watching. We made it back to the hotel. Like we, we, Tate couldn't take it anymore. He, he's, I, I, had to, I have to get out of here. When Alex O'Connell checked in, Tate turns to me and he goes, O'Connell's going to finish this game with 20 points. And he hit back-to-back threes. <laughs> hit and back-to-back I looked at you threes. and I said, I'm, tell, I'm done with this. I'm going back to, I'm go, I went to the TV. I just started watching on TV. So we walked back to the hotel and then we were watching, uh, we were watching the end of the game. Uh, and then we just got done watching SVP and Billis. And those two guys, they even brought they it up. They were speechless. Like, yeah. Bill is, like, it was a two-minute segment. Bill basically was like, I have no idea what I just witnessed, yeah. but what I just witnessed was something unlike anything I've yeah. ever seen before, except for he didn't use any of those words. He it was, basically shook his head and it, all, and SVP was like, all right, let's get let's get out of here. Billis did like the Merle Code, like, I'm surprised there weren't more murders. <laughs> that, was his, <laughs> yeah. that was his attitude. He's like, I just witnessed murder. And I'm surprised there weren't more murders because that what the fuck did I just see? But that's how you and I were. Like, well, I don't know the, the the point of bringing up the Billis SVP thing is they were speechless. The SVP literally says you and I get paid to talk, and we had we can't find the words. Um, I feel like you and I are in the same position. We get paid to do this college basketball podcast. As all this allegedly. is going on, uh, yeah, alleg- <laughs> we allegedly uh, the bag's out there somewhere. We're searching for it. Um, as all this is going on, we're checking Twitter. So is John Calipari at the moment. He's looking at his entire staff. He's like, we couldn't get one of those guys. Not one of them. He's looking at Tyler Hero. He's like, really? This is what I got from you, Tyler? Tonight? This is what you wanted to do? It was tough. So where do we, so where do we want to start? Because Let's I, start with Hero Ball, which was uh, the yeah. wrong answer. So you want to start with Kentucky? Or, or do you want to like compartmentalize it into like, 
I guess that's the first question is, is do you come away from this saying Duke is really fucking good or Kentucky sucks or both or what's the initial reaction? It's got to be the Duke thing, right? Like that's obviously what's grabbing everyone's attention. But let's judge it by by the Kentucky fans that we saw leaving the building. Right. Uh, Distressed, uh, displeased, disheartened, uh, (laughs) probably planning to disassociate themselves with the program after what they just witnessed. I've never seen... Uh, this many people look dejected when we asked them about it. They were like, you know, we are terrible, I think. <laughs> but also, I'm not even sure that we can even think that because there was no what answer. Yeah, what 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 is the That's answer to three NBA players? I told you this. <laughs> I compared it to my church league team. When we had three guys get kicked off our varsity team. They just joined our team. And then we mm-hmm. just started running through church league in ninth grade. And yeah. everyone's like, this is unfair. Yeah. These guys aren't supposed to be playing here. That's how I felt with Zion, RJ, and Cam. And Cam Reddish had probably the quietest, what, 20-some points that he ended up having. Yeah. RJ Barrett had, to me, the quietest 33, 33 I've points. ever seen, which is the most a Duke freshman has ever put up. Bagley had 25. And I thought that was unbelievable when I first saw it. That looks like chump change to what I Zion just had 28, so they... Number they one, both broke, they both broke Bagley's record. Yeah, so yeah. maybe he shouldn't have been the number one pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. Like. Doncic would have had thirty four probably at least if if Luka Doncic was playing. Do you think um, if Luka Doncic was on Kentucky, they would have they lost won. by fifteen? No, they would have definitely won. He would have been the best player on the floor, no question about it. I think, I think that's um, for sure. So okay, let's let's get the Kentucky part out of the way because uh, we are going to talk about Duke, obviously. Um, and for me, honestly, the first half was about Kentucky. Because I was very, very frustrated with Kentucky. By the end of the game, I had I, I wised up and I realized, okay, so Duke's just that much better. Like obviously, like they blew the they they were beating the shit out of Kentucky in the first half. But you and I were, were watching this game together. Remember when Kentucky cut it to eleven to six, right? And I was like, okay, here we go. Kentucky's running some offense, I think. But I think I think Cal Cal purposely threw the game in the second. Half. Here, here, if you're a Kentucky fan, here's how you spin it. Cal purposely threw the game in the second half because he fucked up the first half strategically so badly. He realized they were going to lose, and he said, if we get blown out, no one's going to blame me. They're just going to be like, wow, Duke is so much better than us. Because if you watch the first half, I mean, for God's sakes, Tate, going in, we know what is the one thing we knew for sure? We didn't know if Duke could, uh, if all these guys could mesh well. We knew they were talented. We didn't know if they'd mesh well. We knew for, for a fact that Duke's weakness was their big guys. Yes. Uh, we knew for a fact that their their other weakness is their bench because they're top heavy. They have these these four freshman guys that are good as shit. And then how good are the rest of the guys? We don't really pretty know. Pretty good. Yeah, as it turns out, they're actually pretty good too. Um, <laughs> pretty good. So, so you're thinking, all right, uh, attack the big guys. Get the big guys in foul trouble. Duke's going to have to scramble. That's what we're thinking. That's Cal, what I'm thinking. You know what Cal was thinking? Cal's thinking? I have just as good of athletes as Duke. Yes. I'm going to beat them at my... This is my game. These guys want to play my game. Let's see what happens. Coach K has never taken these freshmen and thrown them. He's never taken these kids and exactly. thrown them to the fire like, like they're going to see tonight. I got Hagens. I got Quickly. I got all this talent. I got Tyler Hero. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> unbelievable. Hero. And this is what Cal was saying before the game. He's giving himself a pep talk. He's like, you know what? We're just going to run the secondary break. We're going to beat right. them in transition. We got the athletes We're gonna make to match shots. up with these guys. We're we're going to be fine. Yeah. And then about eight minutes in the game, he looked down at his bench. He was like, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not his fault. And they don't suck. But like compared it to the team that Duke rolled out. Yes. But, but, but okay. So he could have, he could have helped himself. Like how, how does Reed Travis like not touch the ball in the first half? I don't understand. It's the one guy that going into this game that Duke fans were, were worried about, because as we said, like Duke's big guys are a question mark. Uh, Reed Travis, 
I don't know how good he actually is, but he's not a question mark. Like the mm-hmm. guy puts up numbers. He's played against great competition his whole career. Whether he's should be a, a first round draft pick or whether he's just like a pretty decent college, I don't know. But he's not. You know, he's good. He's a good player, right? And he doesn't. Take, he can post up. Marcus he can post Boulder. up. Yeah. And then every time he every time he would touch the ball, he drew a double team, which you think would be good, like because Kentucky. Kentucky was running some bullshit like it was like they're running Reggie Miller off a of baseline cutting action like it's goddamn 1997 or something with their offense for Tyler Hero for Tyler Hero <laughs> that's what I'm saying I'm like what the fuck's going on right now and this kid is like I don't know man I, feel I, bad, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to point him out it's not his fault that, that's it, all it came back not, it comes no. back to the the bravado that he's been Cal empowered had. He's yeah, just been empowered yeah. too much. Like, the, like this whole aura. Even all the Kentucky fans I was talking to before the game, like you, you read Kentucky coverage. Blame the Bahamas up. trip. Yeah, dude. Like everyone, all the Kentucky fans were drinking the Kool Aid that Tyler Harrow. We're calling him Harrow by it's the way. Harrow until he proves that he could be a hero. He's he's Ryan Harrow, Tyler Ryan Harrow until he becomes a hero, and mm-hmm. so we're calling him Harrow. Um, all, I, I was drinking the Kool Aid because, like, or all the Kentucky fans, I mean, were drinking the Kool Aid, and I'm I'm seeing this, and they're like, Harrow's going to be one of our best players. He's going to be nuts. And then he, the, the dude comes out just gunning. I mean, it was it was John Diebler's freshman year. This is what we're seeing from Tyler Harrow, and John John listens to the pod, so he's going. He knows exactly what I'm talking. John's nodding along. Um, I don't know, man. It's if Tyler just like, Hero was listening to the podcast, he just turned it off after yeah, this opening. Yeah, no kidding. But, but it's again, it was not his fault. I think the the thing that sh- no. the thing that shocked us both was that there was no answer for Duke. And Duke, the way that they were billed, we thought that they would be content with, like, we're the cool kids. We've been talked about. We've Mm -hmm. been gassed up. We've been on ESPN+. Plus. Everyone knows about us. You know about Zion. You know about... But they came out, like, the 2015 team, which goes back to Trey Jones and Tyus Jones and the Jones family. The Jones family. The Jones, they know how to to be the the general of a team because Trey Jones comes out, he starts this game early, gets a nice little shot. Zion was the fourth freshman of the guys to score. Every single Cam Reddish hits a three. The first four field goals scored by Duke were scored by the four freshmen, and they were within the and offense, all four different within a freshmen. flow of the game, yeah. and they looked confident and they made the yeah. right play and they played defense. There are two things about this Duke team that jump out to me beyond just the talent and what what makes it different from all the these other one and done. Is it Zion jumping and RJ Barrett jumping? Because those that jumped out to me. My goodness. <laughs> it's they they like each other. It's obvious they like each other. It's a brotherhood. Have yeah. you heard? <laughs> the brotherhood is real with this team. <laughs> yes. Um they legit like seem to have this is not a, a Tatum Luke Kennard situation. No, this is not sibling this rivalry. Is, yeah. This is siblings this is like, hanging out. This is cheaper brother dozen yeah. siblings. Uh the other thing, they play defense. Uh, my god, did they Alex guard. O'Connell might be Mark. Yeah. <laughs> they they guarded though. That was that was kind of surprising. That that I mean, it, it ultimately was sort of like, like you said, Kentucky was trying to beat Duke at their own game, so Kentucky thought we could just. But it's Kentucky's game. Duke is beating Kentucky at Kentucky's game, right, in front of Cal's face. Kentucky, uh, uh, yeah, they, they thought like we could just. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they thought, dude. But they, that was that was something. I'm man. telling you, he thought that it would even out. He thought that they had the athletes. They had just as good. But of these athletes, are three just, legitimate NBA. Like, if you told me in 2019 that the top three picks in the NBA draft were Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cameron Reddish. It's if very you, possible. It, I would I would say to you, after what I saw tonight, of course. Of course. Yeah. Why would they not? Like, it's very... So, the the, the uh, thing we have to caution ourselves here is to not 
uh, fall victim to hyperbole, right? Um, Duke's not going to go undefeated. They play in the ACC. I think they could go undefeated if they played in the Big Ten or like the Pac-12. I really think they could. Yeah, any other really conference other than the ACC. But the ACC yes. at some point, one of these, you know, they're going to go to Syracuse or something. And Syracuse is going to go play that zone, and then <laughs> it, it's going to frustrate the shit out of them. And then you know, like or something like that's going to happen. They're not. We don't need to talk about the undefeated thing. And then Alex O'Connell is going to have twenty-five on the yeah, pitch, and they're going to beat him. I mean, that's, that's the problem with this Duke team. Is as I was trying to find a weakness, I was trying to find a silver lining. The only thing that stood out to me, and, and it, it happened early in the game, Zion threw this pass probably what like six minutes yeah. in, where he threw it literally it like at the Kentucky ball, bench, and he throws it yeah behind the. And, and it was just an excitement that he had because he was you could tell he was so overjoyed to be playing in this big atmosphere, uh-huh. and the whole team was excited, and he was getting a little loose a couple times. Like when you, you come turn, to the bench, you gotta you go right to, me, to the huddle. You turn to me and you said Zion's nervous. He's never played in front of a crowd like this, and then I said. Mm. Turns out the nerves doesn't mean it's going <laughs> to hinder his performance. It just meant that he was like too juiced up. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? He was. It, he definitely was. Yeah which, yeah. which I could see that happening in a game where like Zion just because he is an emotional kid. You can tell speaking how much of, he loves basketball. Speaking so. of juiced up, here's uh, some journalism, some breaking news for people because uh, I, I don't think anyone tweeted about this. Um, is this OJ news? I'm walking down into the uh, tunnel before the Duke game in between the Michigan State Kansas game and the Duke Kentucky game. I'm walking down to the media workroom to get some snacks. They're out of snacks, first of all. Step your game up. Zion's Champions in town. Classic. Of course yeah, Exactly. Uh, so I'm going down there to get my snacks, get my, my refill on the Diet Coke, as you do as a journalist. And uh, Duke's coming through the tunnel. Kentucky fans are booing him like crazy because most of the crowd was Kentucky fans. And the Duke guys, like to a man, each one of them are turned and, and they're saying, oh yeah, we fucking love this. Let's yes. go. And they use the F word, Tate. And... I don't know. Like I don't. I'm not one to judge, but that you know, the, the, we're talking about kids here, and they're just throwing around profanity like that. It was a little alarming. Jarring. Yeah, it was jarring. But then it kind of, I it put me in this mode of like, oh man, these guys are really upset and really fired up and ready to go. And that's I was watching saw, them so. live on the court as they were running off while mm-hmm. they were getting booed. Zion Williamson hesitated for the moment and then slapped the uh, the back padding underneath the basket, mm-hmm. and I said, this might not be a good night for the Kentucky faithful because yeah. uh, that just fired them up because. As a devil, if you lean into being so, a devil, you build off hate, not love. Yeah. So, do you think like do you think they're gonna have this energy every night, or do you think this was like night one? Obviously, massive primetime game against Kentucky. If Trey um, Jones was not on the team, then I would say I could see them. You know, Boston College comes to town, and and they're not right. They're not ready yeah, yeah, for the game. But Trey Jones. They, they have the a unit. Family, it, it's the 2015 team all over again. I feel like they have these veterans that have got them in place who know how to tell everybody what to do. They, they know how to run the Duke system, so Coach K is pleased and happy. And they've all bought in. Yeah. And they all seem to be having a lot of fun. Like, even after the game, Zion's like, I just love playing basketball. And yeah. let me just tell you, if you beat Kentucky by 30 or whatever it I was, love that. Yeah, I would, I would love, love that. Too. that. Be, I would love that. That'd be fun. Like, fun. even Nick Richards would love that. He's yeah, like, yes, he's, this would be a fun game. Fun. Nick Richards. Oh, Nick Richards, my boy. Uh, <laughs> does not love playing basketball. Uh, I wouldn't after what, that game. What What are the bright spots for Kentucky? The bright spots are Kelton Johnson. Uh, Kelton Johnson. He, he looked like good. Bradley Bill 2.0. He was the only guy that seemed ready for the moment. Reed it, Travis was ready for the moment. He just didn't get the ball. Couldn't get the ball because He's no like, one in Kentucky pa- could make an entry pass yeah. because apparently 
I thought before the game I was asking you, we even asked Kentucky fans, we're like, who's going to start at point guard? Because you have so many guys uh-huh. to choose from. You have Quickly you brought in. You got Green, who's already been there. And then obviously you have Hagans, who you got from Georgia last minute. So it's like, who's the starting point guard? They put Hagans out there. Quade Green's going in and out. He didn't have 30 points tonight. Shocking. No, yeah. Yeah, we're still waiting on that Quade 30-point <laughs> game that Cal promised us. That's the, like saying Brad's going to have 30 tournament. Game, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I don't think that's ever well, going to happen. that's what... That's what the people are going to talk be talking about tomorrow. I'm guessing is that the first game. Do we need Brad, a spark? We need some Brad. Right after Brad gets redshirt, it's announced that he's out for the year. Basically, uh, they suffer the worst loss in Cal's tenure at Kentucky. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. Do you think his heart's not in it anymore? Ooh, without Brad, that's a good question. That really makes you think. Do you think Cal has redshirted his coaching for this year? Also, <laughs> he's red. Yeah, the whole the whole family <laughs> redshirted. Think, you think the year yeah. off? Yeah, we know we, we know. We know Megan wasn't at the game tonight. Oh, yeah. The whole well, family's taking the year off, maybe. Maybe it's just uh, it's a nice little break. You know, you got to take a little sabbatical <laughs> after that and then uh, see what happens on the other side of this whole thing. I, I think Johnson stood out for them. I think uh, quickly coming in. I, I still don't understand why quickly's not starting. I got yeah, understand the, Hagen's is the hero I guess, the thing. Guy. Like hero's gonna have a game. Hero, hero. I'm sorry. I gotta Let's go, call I, him hero. I got to commit to the bit. Uh, hero's gonna have a game where uh, he scores 27 points. Uh, and and then Kentucky fans are like, see, dumbasses, this is why Cal believed in him and started him and all this. And I remember like, it was against Canassus. Yeah, right, Canassus. <laughs> Canassus. My favorite. Canassus. I love it so much. Holy shit. My favorite. Uh, yeah, I, I could totally... I'm, I'm not saying... I don't uh, think this says anything about Kentucky other than the fact that Cal... Oh, I think he. But he, how how could so he I, overvalued what he had and he undervalued what he was going up against? But That's how what can, I how say. can you possibly like listen? I'm sure he didn't watch the ESPN Plus show. He didn't want to right. pay the seven ninety nine. How could how could you? I, I don't understand. I tweeted this that that we, we saw the combine results from Tyler Harrow. Right, he has twelve point four percent body the combine. The 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 Kentucky the, the combine. Kentucky combine. <laughs> He has 12.4% body fat. This is a man who had a 29-inch vertical. He's he's putting up tightest numbers, right? He's 6'5", so he's not like particularly tall. It's not like he's a 6'9 out there and could get a shot. How how could so you know these things? He's a freshman. How could you possibly know that and still think, "Oh no, no, no. There's a way that he is going to be able to get a shot off on like four these four freshmen at Duke that maybe he overthought it where he was like K knows that we're gonna try to play inside out with PJ and obviously Reed Travis so yeah. let's open the game up spread these guys out so we can yeah. get some dribble penetration he definitely, he definitely overthought it in this regard like he 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 was scared to go big because he didn't like he 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 threw out a few big lineups and when he did he got they got torched on defense that's when they put PJ at the three yeah. they had Nick right. and yeah they had they had PJ Reed, Washington yeah. at the three and. Cal was like, okay, let's try to go big. And then Duke just ran circles around him. He's like, well, now I don't know what to do. And it was like, well, have you tried just like a traditional lineup, but take the shitty guys out and put the good players in? Because he didn't really try that. And not that it would have mattered. So Duke what, was still well, going to win, but we that was tra- like very frustrating. We were trying to figure time. out who were the five guys that we wanted to see against them. And I think we kind of boiled it down to, obviously, we thought quickly was good. He was yeah, like, a, he's sort of a headache, but he, he seemed like he had at least had the athleticism to match up, and he was long enough to, to bother Trey Jones. Right. So we get him. We get Kelton Johnson, who was gunning, could score points, wasn't afraid to get in the Definitely lane has and to draw be Johnson. some fouls. Yeah. And then the third guy, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Hero comes to mind, but I, I guess that would be who you have to settle with there. But maybe you go even smaller and put Hagens and Hagen's. quickly out there and then put Keldon at the three and then put PJ at the four and then put Reed, Reed at the Travis five. at the five. That, I just try but something. But that's still a small know. lineup. I mean, because the thing about it is like Cam Reddish and RJ and Zion 
all have guard yeah. skills, but they're all I big. Think, I think that was yeah. That ultimately, that's that's where I got to. At halftime, I was really pissed off at Cal because I was like, "You are ruining this. What should have been a great game with your dumb decisions and and all of this." And by the end of the game, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. None doesn't. of this matter. None of this actually mattered. If you could have tweaked some things and cut the cut, and Duke would have won by twenty seven instead of thirty four or whatever it was. They ended what up do you by. think, Coach K? What does he take away from this game? Because Coach K, the way that he builds teams is we have to build to something. This is a this is a right. journey. We have to get to somewhere. Right. You know, like that's that's the way that he's going to always play it. Mm-hmm. This team looks like the 2015 finalized version going into the tournament as far as talking really on do. defense, uh, really the ability do, yeah. to totally dominate a game. Again, this is a one-game reaction. I know we're overreacting the whole thing, but again, they just beat a, the number you. two team in the country by 30 points on a neutral. Like, I mean, that right. that speaks for itself as far as hyperbole can go. I don't, I don't know what you say to your team. I guess you say good game and you move on. But I, I don't know how you like. I, I don't know I, my, what I worry about with this team. The only do thing you think he's going to take his D off their chest this year? <laughs> with the- <laughs> no, I don't think. Do you so. think they're losing the D logo off the the practice uniforms? I don't know. Well, I don't he might think- change it to Z at this yeah, point. He's yeah, like, we'll be Zook. I, I don't on. think. I think. I think K's D is going to be firmly on his player's chest all season. That's, yes, that's what as I think. is tradition. Yeah, as yeah. is tradition. Yeah, and. I- Unless yeah, uh, the only thing I can see is the Trey Young syndrome comes into play, where mm. these guys is December fifteenth. They're beating the brakes off everybody. They're on ESPN every single night. You start seeing, you know, people go home for Christmas. They're having, you know, seconds, thirds. Everyone's mm-hmm. excited. People, people are gassing you up. You go home, like you, your ex girlfriend from high school is shooting you texts, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm so impressed with everything that's going on mm-hmm. at Duke. So proud of you, yeah. blah blah blah. And you start to buy into your own hype, and then you get to ACC play, and Ty Jerome comes to town. Yep, and and, and, they, and, and they hit you in the mouth. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the only thing that I can see this Duke team having any chance of them like going off by the wayside but they have the talent behind them like <laughs> let's say rj has a bad game alex o'connell can have a great game jack white was the star of the game for duke early on they had this jack white got like 15 offensive rebounds and tip outs and uh, on the floor jack and white was great things. dude we're one step closer to your dream of jack white starting guard the, the white four, guy with the four freshmen yes i want and that to be the new hashtag the brother hashtag the brotherhood <laughs> hashtag guard the white guy the brotherhood the the four freshmen and the white guy could be started <laughs> We're, we're closer to that happening. Jack White was incredible. He was really, really good today. That's what I'm saying. Everyone has already bought it in their role in Duke for whatever reason. I don't know Dude, if it's because they've had you cameras realize, on him, so they had to. You brought up Ty Jerome. You realize we are now at a position after watching this that uh, the, the, the two... If Duke is to be stopped in the ACC, it is going to fall on the shoulders. And listen, I love Ty Jerome. You know this. I don't need to explain it to you. I don't need to explain it to the listeners. I love Ty Jerome so much. But the idea that... Not more than me. That The idea that... The only way Duke's going to get stopped in the ACC is if Ty Jerome or Luke May. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, it, it, I'm sorry, dude. That's UNC just, uh, and Virginia. I was texting Virginia that's people tough. tonight. We all know. We just saw it. Like even the Kentucky fans, I walked out. I was like, I'm a Carolina fan, and they're like, Good luck. Like, like, it's like at least at least we only have to play them once. Yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah, you guys a have sincere to play good luck. Like yeah. we played them in November. Like hopefully the committee will forget this game and throw it yeah. out. Um, they will not. They do. Yeah, dude, you said so, this to me. Kentucky lost a one seat. Tonight. I think Kentucky might have lost a one seat tonight. I'm yes. trying again. I'm not. I'm trying not to be. You know, trying not to fall into the hyperbole. But, but it's. I don't understand. Like you lose by 34 to Duke. When the time comes, even if Kentucky loses like six games this year or some five games, you know, and, and Duke it, finishes third in the ACC somehow. Right. At like, the, when the time comes, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna say. I mean, 
it's, you can't ignore that, right? Like that. Condoleezza is going to be in that room. And she's going to be like, change, I remember I mean, watching that game. They did change the selection, how they how they select stuff. So maybe, I don't know. I, maybe that's one of the new rules. Is like, Do you think it's not going to be a Q1 Champions, win? Champions <laughs> Classics, yeah. Does losing to 34 by Duke count as a Q1 win? I think so. I don't think so. So <laughs> what does this mean for Cal's empire? Because uh, we went into this season. You and I were uh, lied to by Cal. I think that's why I was hurt so much in the first half. That, I think that's why I was blaming Cal more than anything was because I was lied to. Cal told us this was his team. These were his guys. These are not kids. These are. We, we, it was not a these kids situation with this team. He was bringing back the podcast. He was... He was in his office talking about like I, I, I don't I don't remember I saw an interview where he was just basically like very very excited about this team and and believed in them and and we were we we, we said this on the preview pod that we thought that the reason he was excited is because this team isn't a one and done and he was done playing this game and he's like I finally got like a team I can trust I can believe in and look what happened so what does this mean is the podcast canceled is the cow no the podcast is not canceled because i think what happened was this is when the a team plays the b team in practice you know Mm. we are the same team we are doing the same thing we have a mix of savvy veterans with some young go-hards that have a lot of talent yeah we got to get this thing meshed together cal usually in his mind he's like i want this team to be right by end of january early february he thinks that coach k is working under that same template yeah, Coach he, K doesn't have to he's because looking these down, guys are so yeah. talented, it doesn't matter. You know Cal's, what I mean? Cal's looking down at the bench at Coach K like, what the fuck, dude? This wasn't the deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, like, like, he's, to, he's like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be playing like a pickup game that's just kind of sloppy out here. And Sorry, it's just Danny. Kind of, it's kind of, he's like, Dang. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> he's give him a wink, but he can, he can barely wink. It's very slow. Uh, so what is, what is the status now for uh, as a Carolina fan that um, – you know, I don't even we, we don't need to really waste a lot of time talking about Carolina squeaking by Wofford tonight. Um, I, I don't mean even that part, but cover the spread. As you're refreshing that game and you're seeing Carolina, are they going to beat Wofford? Are they not? And then you have to watch Duke happen. Um, do you? It, it, first of all, this was one of the greatest experiences of my life. We, we, I, I have said it a thousand times. I am team content above all else, and. By virtue of being team content, that kind of puts me on the side of Team Duke. Um, I just want great content, and my God, did we get it tonight! But specifically, uh, if I can, you know, talk about stuff that the, the audience will never experience, and just brag a little bit about how great it was to be me tonight, to be able to sit next to Tate as all of this is unfolding was just a complete joy to mm-hmm. watch. Because you weren't—I will defend you—you're you're not completely a Duke hater. Like there is a point where you were just like. God damn, this is incredible. And you were like, you weren't cheering for Duke again. I'm not going to say that because then you'll no, get, you'll get crucified for that as well. Yeah. You were just, there's just like a point of view where you're, you're, you're I don't know. You, you just come, you short circuited. Your brain was just like, I don't even know how to handle this because I can't deny how insane this is. But I'm also terrified that they're going to rip my team limb to limb. No, that's and, not the that's not the thought. Because all I could think okay. about was Luke May fundamental pump fake, you know, <laughs> drive and lay it in. Classy. We, we get Classy. Back, so we get back. So <laughs> SVP. Oh my god, I got to tell this story. So we get back to the hotel, right? We I, I said earlier we put on the SVP show. Uh, SVP, he's waiting for because they they throw it straight to SVP after the Kentucky Duke game. So he's waiting for like the Kentucky like all the people to kind of get around. So he's throwing some highlights up before that. And one of the highlights was the Carolina game, and we're watching Luke May shoot threes. And Tate's like, "Who's he, stopping that? Who's stopping that? <laughs> Who's stopping that? Are you kidding me? Who on Duke is stopping that man? I mean, look at that. That's a triple threat position, folks. That's fundamental basketball. He's not moving his pivot foot." 
We're calling those travels oh in Chapel Hill. God. That's for sure. We you, know, we're not calling them in Durham, but we're calling them in Chapel Hill. Do you? How, how's your uh, R.J. Barrett st- hate stock doing right now? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, he's never been the one that I want to talk about on this team. Uh, you know, Canada basketball, I respect it as a brand. I don't mm. trust it as a brand. And so I've always had, I keep my distance to Canadian basketball players usually. Wow. Is that, is that xenophobic? Yes. Uh, <laughs> In a word. Yes. A word, yeah. Um, but it's not his fault. So. The, the reason, the reason I, I, he just, his game is, it's like James Harden. It's like, I respect what you do, but it's not what I enjoy. Yeah. Zion has touched. Zion has filled. Zion has bounced. Zion has awareness. Zion knows what to do with the basketball. He can make any pass on the floor. He made some of these bounce passes on the baseline, like throwing yeah. it back to the corner to Jack White for three, where it's like, Leading who the, is this guy? Lean, I mean, yeah. like, what kind of pure talent is that? And that's why... I don't even, and I, I've said this a million times, I, the 2010 Duke was like, when I look at John Shire, like we saw the Duke team last night, we went to the Pacers-Rockets game. The whole Duke team is sitting in the box. Mark Titus yeah. and I can look at them interact. I'm watching everything that's going on. First off, Coach K always has someone standing by him, whether it's a player, <laughs> a person. It, and I kept telling him he doesn't move. I'm like, did they turn him off? Like, I think he's low on juice. Somebody plug him in. Um <laughs> and he had like Joey Baker standing next to him. But as I'm looking at the team, I'm like, I really like Cam Reddish and the way he plays. You uh-huh. know, like uh, this is individual. This is not as a unit of Duke. And I'm like, I really don't have any disdain at all for Zion Williamson. I love the way that he plays basketball. I've already told you how I feel about Tyus Jones and Trey Jones. I really respect how they play basketball. So it's like individually, I'm looking at this team, and then I see Nolan Smith, and I'm like, I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, that like version of, and I don't know if it's like with age or whatever it is, but like that Duke team is so far removed that when I watched this team tonight, all I could think to myself was, as a college basketball Mm. fan, we have to get rid of the one and done. Because Ooh, yeah. all three of those guys should not be playing college basketball. I can take, I can deal with one. It's not fair, yeah. At most, I can deal with two. But the fact that I am watching R.J. Barrett, who could help the Atlanta Hawks, Zion Williamson, who could help the New York Knicks, and Cam Reddish, who could help somebody. I don't know. He could help the somebody. Cavs. Yeah, everybody. No, you no, and I could no help the Cavs. No one wants to go to the Cavs. <laughs> that's, that's actually the big question. Uh, someone tweeted oh, us. Oh, could first take tomorrow. Could Duke beat the Cavs? <laughs> I think so. Probably. Oh, well, here, here, here's a better question, and I don't know if I'm being serious. I, I it popped in my head as a joke, but now I'm starting to be serious. Uh, 2015 Kentucky versus what we saw tonight from Duke. Initial thoughts. Um, I would take this team after today. Yeah. I would take well, after this- tonight. I, well, that's the thing though, too. Is like it is. We should say it is one game. Um, so I think we started this whole thing. But, don't let hyperbole uh, dictate the conversation. Just, well, it's getting di- it's dude, getting dictated. I, I, I literally have my pants unzipped right now. I'm not even joking. So, uh, you know, this is where uh, we are. I mean, this, this is the point we've arrived at. Is a totally different animal, unlike anything we've seen. I, I'll be honest that I I was I was excited for the Duke thing, and I um uh, the, the, this Duke season obviously, but going into this game, I I genuinely thought Kentucky was going to win. I did. I, they were I, favored. I didn't think Duke was like bad. I just yeah, Kentucky was favored. Yeah, that's, for, that's what you have reason. to look at. Like this Kentucky was, was favored in this game. This was one of them, one of the most shocking results I think I've ever seen in college basketball. And not just that they they beat Kentucky. Not even that they beat them by a ton. It was that 
They hung up 118 points. I'll take it a step further. Would this Duke team beat the 2001 Duke team (laughs) that we ranked as the best team in history? Yeah. Because let me just tell you right now, Shane Batty has got a damn problem on his hands. And like Jason Williams is back in the studio and he's like, I don't know what to do with these guys. Like, I mean, even Jay Billis, who's watched a a million Duke games over his time, he was, he didn't know what to say. That was the moment. He doesn't know what to say. We're watching Billis on SVP. I think that was the moment I realized, like, there's like a national crisis on our hands. Would like Jay Billis get thrown on TV? The man is paid to talk mm-hmm. about. He's been the best at this for decades at yes. talking about college basketball. He's seen it all. He's also a Duke guy, as we know. Um, so you'd think there'd be like a little bit of energy. Not that he's biased. You know, I think I think Jay actually does do a great job of not being biased towards Duke. But um, you'd think there'd be like a little bit of juice flowing. Like that was pretty cool that my alma mater just did that. Whatever. And they throw him on TV, and he just looks like. Not yeah. my Duke. Yeah, he's like, what the That's fuck what did said. I just said, see? I've never seen anything like yeah. this. Yeah, and at that point, I was like, well, if Jay's never seen anything like this, because, you know, I like every other college basketball fan, I just follow Billis's lead, whatever he does. I'm just like, yes, this man. Not even a no fan wrong. media person, yeah. right? <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit, if Jay doesn't know what to think, then how, how the hell am I supposed to figure this stuff out? So I just, uh, I undid my pants and I let the rest <laughs> happen as it may. <laughs> I don't even think, like... I, and I, I think this is a testament to the to the game itself where we just saw in the NBA Kyrie Irving throw a ball in the crowd after a guy <laughs> after a guy just tried to go for 50 points. And I thought that was like egregious. I was just like, that's just like a little much. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's bullshit or whatever. But like, I get it. But like, still, like, really? Like, that's mm-hmm. not it's the NBA. Who cares? But if someone hangs like if someone's up 30 points on you, yeah. like if someone did, if Kentucky, let's flip this. If Kentucky did this to Kay. Alex O'Connell's throwing an elbow like Gerald Henderson. Gerald tired. Henderson, like, yeah. like, Coach K is yeah. the man that said, I mean, I don't know why he had the starters in there anyway. Like, yeah. when Gerald Henderson threw the elbow against Tyler Hansborough and threw him to the ground. Like, this is what his man has said. They're up 30 points. And, like, even K was trying to get guys off the bench. And, again, Alex O'Connell's coming in wet in threes. Yeah. Like, he didn't know how not to beat their ass. He was trying to be nice. Yeah. And Cal and his players... Which made it worse because it's like, I don't know, John, I'm trying not to beat your ass. I can't help That's it. That's how sorry. good they are that the Kentucky players weren't like trying to fight them or like doing yeah. it. They were just, they were just that, sunk. Do you want to do, uh, do you want to do like baby boomer talking head, uh, basketball analyst and um make the case that back in my day we were never no never getting blown out like yeah that. pretty yeah. much like yeah. like it, does some small part of you think this is troublesome that kentucky did didn't really have any fight in them not no. i don't mean literally fight i mean that they just kind of did roll over it to a certain but extent. i think that's the the respect thing is what i'm talking about like what Kyrie did he's like the nuggets are not better than me jamal murray is not better than me that's disrespectful to do that in in, yeah. in this moment so fuck you basically you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah. like for kentucky tonight they're like I can't believe you're doing this to me. This is unbelievable. I don't know what's happening, but damn, do I respect it. Yeah. Because you have to. Because, I mean, yeah. you can't. There's no other way to look at it. I mean, that team, what they just did tonight, I'm not going to say that. I don't know if they're going to do that every night. No. But it damn sure looks like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they did outlandish enough where it doesn't seem like they could replicate it every single game. Like, sure, they hit the early I think shots. the one thing they're not going to replicate is you're not going to have every team fall into that trap of, like, we, we can, all know we who you are now. You. Yeah. yeah. Like we know. So now the next team that plays is like, okay, definitely do not try to run with Duke in any way, shape or form. Uh, yeah. This is a possession and, game. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So I think like that part is, that's not to say that anybody's going to hang with Duke, but it's like, they're not going to average 118 points a game. That's not going to happen. We know. So it's not going to look quite like this every night, but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you stop them. I really, I, I, and, and the, the it's not even how you stop them. Again, I go back to the two things that are crazy to me because 
I thought we had sort of a template for how these Duke seasons go with the one and done. Uh, but but the, the the two things that that usually happen that aren't happening with this team is one they all get along they love each other you can like see that and just how they're interacting and being there in person during warmups and just how they're dapping each other I don't know it, it it sounds like bullshit I don't mean to be the body language doctor here but like they they really do seem to genuinely like one another and two they play defense on day one on night one it's the Trey Jones they're guarding yeah it's the Jones family and. And that's, Keep it up that's with the Joneses. Terrifying. That's what's going on with Duke yeah. right now. But even no, dude, even the 2015 team didn't play defense until like February. But trade, but so, Tyus was always so playing defense, and eventually yeah, the other true. guys yeah. were like, "Oh, yeah. I guess that'd be cool." And then Tyus like, got, Okafor was like, "I mean, Tyus." I guess. The, the greatest thing the Jones family ever did was they got J- Jaleel Okafor and Justice Winslow to, to care ch- to yeah. care about basketball at the same time yeah, for a three weeks for like three weeks bad. That's incredible. It's like a lunar eclipse, just like, <laughs> and it worked out perfectly. And it worked out perfectly, and then they never cared about and basketball. I just thought again. about it. It is like the cycle now. That was 2014, 15, right? That was mm-hmm. the year, and now we're at 28. Like it's four years. Like it's the perfect the, college cycle to the new. The final four is oh. in Minneapolis, where Duke has the Duke loves the Appalaches. They love Minneapolis and Indianapolis. Indianapolis they yes. played in Indianapolis tonight, and they looked really good. And and uh, yeah, maybe that's and the final four is in Minneapolis. Yeah, maybe this is just their city. Yeah, Maybe it's like a little they, Indiana thing. Do they play in Annapolis ever? That we could get that going. Coach K's trying to do the John Wooden, where he owns Chicago, he owns Indianapolis, yeah. he'll own it Minneapolis yeah. soon. He owns as Durham. A, as an aside, uh, during we're, we're we're currently on tour for our live shows, and we'll we'll do a recap of all that later because we still have one more show in Chicago. We don't want to start you know gassing ourselves up yet and talking but about. I've it. seen John Wooden everywhere in Indiana. Yeah, so, but as we're on as we're on the live tour, the the one comment is Tate 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 loves that every single town in this state of Indiana. Slash of Indiana. Yeah. He's everywhere. Like every, you just it's, had to conjure him up and he'll just show up. It's, it's like, oh it's my god, there's John Wooden statue. It's pretty true. Indiana State claims him. Purdue claims him. Martinsville, Indiana claims him. Uh, there's the John Wooden statue in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Where I went to the bathroom at your house and it was just a statue of John, John Wooden. Wooden. Like John Wooden took a piss here <laughs> in 1967. I was like, my goodness, it's been around that long. But that's been Indiana. Uh, that's been fun. It's so been fun. Wh- what else do we have to talk about, Duke and Kentucky? Before we move on to the other game. My final thing. That we don't really need to talk about. But we're contractually obligated to talk about. We're contractually obligated. My final thing is just about uh, the fallout from what just happened tonight. I want to see what happens with, like, basically, will Zion, will Cam Reddish, will RJ Barrett, will one of those guys, like, think, I'm the one. Yeah, like I'm the reason like, like, this was yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. Like, will RJ say, I had 33 the most as a Duke freshman, and now, like, I'm the guy. Right. Because they didn't play like that tonight. None of those guys did. I mean, RJ took every shot. He but they didn't take. have to also. There was never a moment where it was like. It's not a Virginia yeah. game where we're like, it's 66-60 right now. Right. Virginia's up. We have six minutes left in the game. And who's going to get yeah. the ball? But the thing is, what we're talking about, though, is we're, we're even we're, we're, paying, we're building this hypothetical that they might lose one game. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we're talking like, what will it take for them to lose one game? And that's the terrifying thing is because, okay, so even if they lose one game cool, now they're just going to beat everybody else by 30 and win the national title still, and now they lost one game. Because like, they're not going to go undefeated. They're, that's not going to happen. Um, I'm pretty confident in that. I don't know. That's, if I see them do this a few more times, maybe I'll walk that back. But, I, uh, I will say this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never, I never believed that 2015 was going to stay undefeated with the Kentucky team. I, but that was in the SEC, when the I, SEC was down. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I never, I never ever believe in undefeated teams, usually. I mean, even in 2007 with the Patriots, I was like, I for whatever reason, I think the Giants are going to beat them tonight because perfection is so hard to chase. 
mm-hmm. in any sport and anything. As someone who had two perfect seasons in his life, I know what it takes. Um, so Duke is the only team that I I can I can look at, identify, and say they have every single thing I think that is possible if everyone stays healthy to go undefeated. The I only reason that, that but... they the only thing that I think hurts them is that they play in a rivalry game and it doesn't matter who's on the floor in the Duke Carolina game. It really does not throw the records out. Throw it out, folks. It's down throw to the God. Records out. These, it's like, these... have we been good enough this year <laughs> to beat these bastards? And if we have, thank goodness. And if not, Zion Williams just dunks all over us. And, and that's pretty much where it's at right now. And I hope, I hope that we can save the nation from an undefeated Duke season. But right now, as it stands, I would not be shocked if they, we get, if we start going undefeated. undefeated they, you're trying to jinx them. I'm not going to let it happen. They're not I'm, going undefeated. I'm telling you. But that's the that's the thing though is that that's my question to America because again we're recording this right after the game. We haven't had time to like calm down and really think about it. But the the question is America saying like like what's the hurdle for Duke? Is it undefeated or is it just a national championship? Because if we're talking like undefeated, I think it's not really that cr- like. That's not going to happen. So we don't. It's not like Duke is that invincible. But if we're talking invincible in the sense of can anybody stop these guys from winning a national championship? Now that's where I'm starting to be like, okay, I'll buy into that. I'll I'll buy into the hyperbole. Only one after name that. comes to mind when I think about that. Yeah, Mac McClung. <laughs> he had to dunk. That's the only guy I can think of. He I'm like, dunk. who can who can out highlight Zion? Mac yeah. McClung. Who can get in his head? He's like, why does he have more likes on Instagram than me? Yep. That's the only thing I can think of that could get in his yep. head. So maybe Georgetown Sweet 16 matchup, Pat Ewing on the sideline. Matt, Matt, have you ever dunked that the, dunk? Have you ever dunked that dunk, He's like, Yes, He's I like, have. Yeah. You've not seen it? It has 4 million views on Instagram. I actually do have one team that uh, I think uh, uh, could be Duke and would be Duke if they played, actually. Right I, now? I believe in, yeah. Tonight? Yeah. No, well, the not Golden tonight. State Warriors? Well, well, yeah, the Golden State Warriors. Not tonight because they, uh, they, they both just played and they'd be tired. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I actually really like Kansas tonight, and they only they kind of blew it and they let their foot off the gas. But um, Kansas impressed the hell out of me all night. Should we? Do you want to talk about Kansas? I do. Let's take a break. That okay. was a nice little tease for what we're gonna, because because we agree, but we both watch Kansas yeah. from the start. We're like, man, that was a good. That's a good looking basketball team. That looks like a team that's deep enough to make a real run. Watched, and then Duke came on the floor, and I was like, yeah. I don't think I throw it all out, folks. I watched the we watched the first game uh, of the season, and I said to myself, Kansas is the best team I've seen all season. <laughs> get that joke? Do you get it? All season. Yeah, get it because it's the first game of the season. I had um, already watched Chris Clemens highlights, and I said, <laughs> I think I think the Camels are. Uh, uh, let's take a, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll hit uh, all things Chris Clemens, all things Devonte Kaycock, all things Fletcher McGee, and of course. All things Kansas. Quick break to get a word from SeatGeek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated with hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners at One Shining podcast can get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code OSP today. That's promo code OSP for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Zion Williamson will win games. Back to One Shining Podcast. All right, Tate, this is the the 
wildest take that I have from the night that I don't know if I actually believe in it. Again, um, if if this turns out to be stupid, let the record show that it is like past 1 a.m. here in Indianapolis and uh, I didn't have time to sleep and think this one over. But some small part of me still came away. That was away. a nice however moment yeah, for you. Yeah. However. I'm, I'm head, this is a very hard, hard edge. <laughs> this is t- Tony Bennett's impressed at how hard this edge is. Um some small part of me does think that Kansas might have a better team than Duke. And the reason why is because like Duke is obviously top heavy. Um they have more talent at the top. Is that a top. fat joke? Yeah, there you go. I, I saw Zion up close. Look at look at us. We're trying to talk about Kansas and we're back on <laughs> I thought it, I'm ready to talk. Look, hey, let's let's turn into Nick Ward. That was yeah, a Nick Ward. Okay, joke. Nick Ward. Nick but Ward but I, I wanted to say I did I did walk down during Zion's warm-ups and got as close to the court as possible for one sole purpose is to see this man up close and figure out if he's fat. And I came no closer to finding an answer. He's very, very thick. There's no question. His neck is like, he's got the thickest neck I've ever seen in my life. Um, as Brian or, Windhorst once said about LeBron James, his ankles are the size of men's shoulders. Speaking of, as we're, at, Zion. <laughs> as we're talking about Zion's body parts, uh, I got a, I got a message from someone like someone who listens to the pod, a friend of the program. I think, I, I hope, I don't know. Some guy just randomly messaged me at halftime and goes, we need an emergency pod right now. Duke is going undefeated. Zion has the biggest dick I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, genuinely, like, gen- like, like genuinely excited. That was, was how like, he described it. Yeah, so, it like, I, and I think it was pretty he, funny. You know, it, it was good. Um, Poor Zion. <laughs> so oh. back to the point I was originally making that Duke is is obviously loaded at the top with the the three the four freshmen. We would you know I, I hope people are including Trey Jones and all. If you're this not, because, then you yeah. you aren't watching. Yeah, you, you aren't watching because it is four you're freshmen. It's not just IG the big videos, three. and you think Mac McClung is the best player in the country. <laughs> um, but Kansas, Kansas is deep as hell, man. They're so deep, and and so I'm I'm watching Duke. I'm watching Kansas. I'm thinking about like Duke's probably better, but again, like. Duke's kryptonite to me is depth. I still don't believe like Duke's deep just because their guys off the bench played well tonight doesn't mean they're going to play well every night. Like that's not going to happen. They're going to run into problems with that. Um, Was that a shot at Vrankovic? A little bit. I don't necessarily trust Vrankovic. I don't trust uh, Alex O'Connell to come in and, and just knock down threes like that. He's um, going to. And then and then the big guys. Yeah, like the that was the quite like we didn't like Marcus Bolden. I mean, God love him. Uh I'm not sure. He, he looked better than Nick yeah. Richards tonight. That's for sure. I yeah, mean, he that, did. That's one plus I would give for Bolden. So, but but Kansas, those big dudes that Kansas has, oh my God, Azubuke and Lawson were incredible, and they were just abusing Michigan State. And I'm thinking, I'm so I'm thinking of this world where they get Duke's big guys in trouble. All of a sudden, like RJ Barrett has to guard like uh you know Diedrich Lawson or something, and mm-hmm. and and that's what's going on because Duke just is out of guy, out of big guys to to guard these guys. I, I was kind of conceptualizing that, and um anyway, I came away and I was like, yeah, that's that that that's a world that I I because we see. we looked at that Kansas team and it's like yeah. every single person knows their role on their team already. They're a polished team. You can tell that they exact they exactly know like. Who should be playing these minutes? Okay, Mitch Lightfoot needs right. to come in because Azubuke just got a second foul with 12 minutes left. This is what we're going to do to roll these guys in. And we got this guy McCormack we're going to bring in because we need to give Diedrich a little bit of a break. We got KJ is going to come in. Oh, did we forget DeSosa's on the bench and probably will bounce back at some yeah. point. They have the front line and they also know what the rotation is. And the guards is. are, ooh. And, and then the guards, I mean, you have Grimes who is probably the Grimes most underrated nasty. player in the Grimes country as nasty. far as a freshman. I love that kid. Yeah, he can shoot yeah. threes, he can play the two, he can play the one, and then Dotson is 
a point guard that's feisty. He mm-hmm. matched up with Trey Jones. You can already tell that he's one of those guys that wouldn't be afraid of the moment. So all that kind of checks the box. Well, the question, the problem was Gerald Vick because somehow he has lost all not, of his athleticism. It's Gerald Vick. It's Gerald. It's this Gerald. Is, this is Gerald. That's what Vick. it is. Where's the law? We lost Gerald Vick, and Gerald Vick is now in his place. So uh, you, you brought up a good point. To me, the reason I guess like the small part of my brain thinks that Kansas might, in a weird way, be a better team is because. Kansas fits the mold of what a great college basketball team looks like. Yes. They they are perfectly I, I I have watched college basketball my entire life. I've seen what a great team looks like. Kansas looks like mm-hmm. that great team. Duke takes the mold, breaks it over its knee, says fuck you and throws up a middle finger as and you're just like I don't know what just happened. Um but that was awesome. I really like that. And I, that's why like my brain can't process what that is mm-hmm. yet. It's mm-hmm. obviously great. It's obviously awesome. But um yeah, I don't know. That's like, I think that might be how I arrived at that point of thinking Kansas. It kind of reminds me, like I saw this picture of Usain Bolt one time, and it's like they have the picture of all the other sprinters, and they're all like in this line. There's like one or two guys that are, that are in front, but they're still all in the same race, but then they expand the picture out, and Usain's yeah. up here. Right. And that's sort of how I feel like what this race is in college basketball, where like Kansas, North Carolina, like all these teams are like right in this n- nice little pack, and there's few teams are a little bit ahead but it's like college football dude it's alabama it, yeah it's like they have broken the system because they are they just are, are different like they are just naturally something the talent yeah. level the discrepancy there like they were up and above like they were basically an nba team at this point like coach case talking about positionalist basketball yeah go ask 2002 coach k about posi- positionless basketball hey, get out get out get out <laughs> like that's exactly what he would say get you know he'd probably say it in less less nice terms but that's the crazy thing about Duke to me, and that's why you're right about Kansas. Kansas looks like the 2009 national championship. Team. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like if you put yeah. them, roll them out in 2009 college basketball, you're like, that's a team that would be great. Obviously, Duke. they wouldn't win it against the real national champions in 2009, but <laughs> but they do fit the mold of a team back then. Duke is playing in 2023 right now, yeah. and, and Coach K like doesn't even know what 23, 23 means yeah. because, again, he's on low juice. Someone please plug the man in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, can it, it was a little worrisome. Kansas did like let their foot off the gas, but I thought uh, the final score, if if I can use that phrase, the <laughs> yeah, final score was not indicative of what happened. They dominated tonight. the whole game. I thought there was never a point where I thought Michigan State was going to win, and that includes three weeks ago before the game started. Like, like because yeah. with Michigan State, can we like if we can talk about Michigan State for a second? Are there any NBA players on this team? And they're ranked 10th in the country. How is this happening? Well, Nick Ward better play in the NBA at yeah, this point. Oh my For God. as much as Tom Izzo right, is invested time, in Nick Ward, I think he needs to play in the NBA. Is it time to talk about the Nick Ward problem that we've been talking about for two years on this program now? That uh, you, you you can't bench him now. I think it's you a predicament at this point. Like It's beyond a problem because he is somehow billed as the best player on the team. Yes. And when you watch the team... He had his jersey untucked three minutes into the game yes. and With was hands on his knees. Like he wanted the oxygen yes. mask. Like Izzo's yes. yelling at him, like, come over to the bench, let's talk. Tillman's on the bench. He's like, I can go in. Like, I'm totally ready to go play. They put him in. They look a little bit better. They start to make a little bit of a run. Ward comes back and. It's not really like it's just more sloppy than anything with Nick Ward for me. Just watching him play, it's like Tom Izzo is a guy that teaches exactly what he wants you to do, and he commands and demands. And we talked mm. about him being back. And he's yelling at Nick Ward to do that stuff, and Nick Ward just looks so disinterested. So I don't understand why he has so much 
faith in this I don't board, get it. You know, I really I don't, don't understand it. It's uh, it's maddening to me to think that this man. It's almost unfair to him to bill him to be what he, he cost, obviously doesn't want to be. I listen. I'm 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 going. I'm becoming crazier and crazier with how I talk about last year's Michigan State team. So I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna dive right in and mm-hmm. go. I'm I'm off the cliff at this point. That Nick Ward cost him a national team. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm like taking it to that extent. Yeah. Um, no, but that, it wasn't that ESPN yeah. header photo. It was <laughs> Nick Ward. Don't listen to Izzo. Um, no, it's 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 insane, dude. And and listen, Azabuge had so much size advantage on Ward. So uh, you know, if if you're a Ward defender, you're um, first of all you're you're having a very easy. If you're defending Ward, first of all, you better be talking about TJ Ward. Yeah. And not Nick Ward. If you're defending Nick Ward, uh, congratulations. You probably blocked a shot. Uh, if you, <laughs> if, <laughs> it's your name, Azabuke. Yeah. Uh, no, they called him Azabuku also Azubuku in the arena the, the entire time. And I was like, this is amazing. This is great. How do we not record That's this? how you knew Azabuke was playing well, because suddenly they start saying his name right. And you're like, wow. He went from hero to hero. Bill Self told him. He's like, say his name wrong. Seriously. Say his name wrong first. Um. But if you're making excuses or finding reasons that Nick Ward didn't play well, um, you would say he he had a there's a size discrepancy to which I would say so it almost feels like Nick Ward cannot play the center position on a on a national title contending team. Is that what you're telling me? Because I told you that last year, Tom. You knew this last year. I was trying to tell you this. Bring his ass off the bench. He can't guard ball screens. He can't move his feet. He is not in good shape. He has one one move to score the basketball. He's a he's a decent that's player. That's being generous. He's a decent Big Ten basketball player. I don't understand it. Uh, I don't mean to kill the guy. I don't. It's like again, we have to like make these clarifications because we're talking about college sports and they are amateurs technically. Tate. So uh, yeah, this is the narrative of Nick Ward, not the person. Nick I'm Ward. not killing Nick Ward. He's doing the best he can. Um, I'm killing Tom Izzo's decision to it's just it's baffling to me how he just just believes in this kid so much and um but but he's it's too it's it's gone too far at this point like he has to because like if you look at the roster like actually Nick Ward probably should be playing and, and you're not wrong because when we walked into the tunnel of the Champions Classic they have the four faces of the programs and you're probably saying to yourself well I mean probably for Kansas right they they you know we're probably gonna put uh, I don't know, maybe Quentin Grimes up there. Yeah. Uh, maybe Duke will put Zion up there. And maybe uh, yeah. you know Michigan State will put Nick Ward up there. And, and, and then you get no. to the fact that all the coaches are up there. So these are coaches' decisions. They're the face of the program. We can use their likeness. They can profit off their likeness. So let's point it out. Tom Izzo, you could have started a 6'11", Jaron Jackson, who ended up being a great pick for the Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. a, a team that is now doing pretty well in the NBA, and a guy who would have been the perfect five for modern college basketball that Duke is trying Absolutely to break right now. Five. And Miles Bridges is basically a walking dunk highlight reel, for real. Perfect four for college basketball. I know right he's not now, a four in the NBA. Right now. I know that, honestly, that NBA, Michigan but, State team with Jaron Jackson started at the five with Nick Ward off the bench playing this current Duke team, I would like that game. It's a great game. It's a great game. It's interesting. Throw Nick Ward in there. Not so interested <laughs> in that game. Well, as I'm long as long as Bolden comes in too, that's, yeah, the, that's exactly, the trade-off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, so Nick Nick Ward, I yeah. Again, I, th- I feel like we're killing the guy too much. But he just, I, I don't, he, he's guarding out bouquet. He's putting arm bars in him. He's fouling, and he, they just had no answer for him all night. Like Michigan State, and and the, I guess the ultimate point is like, why was Michigan State ranked tenth? Why are people believing in this team? Why? I mean, they have no. And just it, it really sucks for the Big Ten uh, that this is supposed to be the best team that the Big Ten has. I mean, for God's sakes, can I can I talk about Indiana for a second? Indiana yeah. has two players 
better than anybody on Michigan State's team. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe this. Mm-hmm. I be- genuinely believe you put Jawan Morgan on oh, Michigan I th- State. Oh, I thought you were going to say Devontae Green. Oh. <laughs> I do love Devontae Zach Green. Zach McRoberts. Oh, yes. Uh, you put Romeo Langford or Jawan Morgan on Michigan State. They are the best player on Michigan State. And yet, Michigan State is ranked 10th and supposed to win the Big Ten. And IU is like, well, well we don't know. Let's see. I don't know. I'm but, not, the, but that comes back to the farce of preseason rankings because what's going to happen right now is we're going to get, and you brought this up, you're like, will Duke be the number You asked me, you go, will Duke be the number one team in the country? Unequivocally, yes, to me. How how are they not the number one team in the country after what well, you just witnessed? to be fair, I asked you at like halftime. But yeah, yeah. I, but Because I, I, now I definitely think, like now I'm not asking you. I think like, of course they're going to be the number one team yes, in the country. Yes, I wouldn't even say like but that. I, but like I think we had other media people chime in and said there's no way because Kansas, Kansas is number, number one, one and they didn't lose. Yeah. Who cares? Stupid, it was yeah. made up in the first place. Yeah. They just beat the number two team, and right. number two team mm-hmm. in the country by 34 points. They're the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Throw all these rankings out. Michigan State, they're probably not we the number two. We haven't seen Ohio State play yet. We don't know. We have to let's let's take the wait and see approach date. To be fair, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand these rankings. I know that it's all brain, like I know Cincinnati is number nineteen or Tate, number eighteen. Tate's basically like spent the entire night just staring at the wall, thinking like, "All right, so Duke is going to win the national title. How do I come to terms? With, I have five months <laughs> to get to this point of acceptance." What what are, what are these next five months going to look like for me? And and I'm sitting here just cackling with my pants on. <laughs> all I can think about, all I really can think about is, you know, if there is an upset in the tournament and they do meet one team like Washington or Syracuse or some team that runs zone, that's the only silver lining I can find mm-hmm. at this point. When I think about Duke. But also, like I said, there's no real hate for this team because I do respect the fact that these four freshmen who have been gassed up by every single person I have talked to, they have handled it so swimmingly well. How the hell do you gas up the freshmen like this, but then don't gas up the team? How's the team rank fourth when each individual guy on the team is high to high hell, but then the team itself is ranked fourth? I coming into this game tonight, I don't understand. Was it, it a reverse? By jinx? the way, can I just can I just make a note? We're back on Duke again. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed how that happened. We can't help it. We just can't help ourselves. Can't help it at this point. We are back on Duke. Can we talk about the environment and the 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 champions? Please do. You were general. very upset about this, and I. Uh, first of all, you make your point, and then I'll defend you because it's gonna because well, preface it by saying what you're about to say is gonna sound like hater Tate. And I, I actually will back you up. But go ahead. Make There's no hate. The, the whole point of this process is we've been driving through and seeing all these towns and seeing all these people is that we want to see and be with the people of college basketball. I was very excited to go to the Champions Classic. I had never been. I had no reason to go. Because yes. for whatever reason, Villanova didn't get invited. Carolina didn't get invited. UConn didn't get invited. So I was like, who, who's playing in this? Yeah. I mean, I guess Kansas, kinda, Kansas can play because I mean, at least they win the Big 12 every year. It is kind of funny that the Champions Classic uh, have Dukes won two titles. Mm-hmm. And or, or, or yeah, since what? Like 2000. Dukes won three titles in the 21st since, century. So three since yeah, 2000. 2001. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's won one mm-hmm. since 2000. Barely in the 21st century. Yeah, barely in the 21st century. Barely. Mo Pease, thank you. Kentucky's won one, and mm-hmm. Kansas has won one. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of, and I don't know, that's kind of funny. Because, yeah, if you could do, like, Florida, Villanova, Carolina, and UConn, and you're looking at... Uh, the like, Champions like, Classic. 29 titles combined, you know, between them in the 20th century. The, the Champions Classic. The 21st century. So that, yeah. that's, like, the starting point of hate. So done with the hate. I came to this event. I was very excited to see these teams play. And I walk into the arena. We're getting people tweeting at, like, the jumbo trauma for the game. Mind you, folks, it's empty. Uh, this yeah. is 652 tip off 
is at seven for the first game. I haven't seen one Michigan State fan. I saw a guy with a green hat mm-hmm. on, so I guess uh, de facto give him a point for Michigan State. They all start kind of – people start coming in over time. Uh, people were tweeting up at the Jumbotron. They're like, this feels like the Final Four. Uh, <laughs> John Rustin said I, that. That yeah, was John Rustin. Yeah, I can't believe that the atmosphere here in Indianapolis – I'm like, are these actors like who, who are sending these <laughs> tweets? What, what is this? What is happening? Um, and it, the only thing that was sad about the whole thing to me was that there are no students here. This is college basketball. Zero students. Zero students. No student section. There's no there, there's just no noise. Like they there's don't no even, band. Like, it, there's no cheerleaders. Yeah, it, there's it, no It's treated like an NBA yeah. game, but they don't play music during the game. At least in the NBA game, they'll play music or something. I, I, was at, I was saying to you, I was like, it's just so dead, dead in here. It's very dead. And it's yeah. dead the entire time. Even yeah. before the Kentucky Duke game, when people were excited, the most hype people got was booing Duke running to the yes. locker room. That, that was the most hype moment of the night. And that's the point is because I think the, the, it was definitely a dead atmosphere. And um, you would say, well, neither game was really that good. The Michigan State-Kansas game got good for 20 seconds at the very end when Ahern's hit a three, I think, to, yeah. to cut it to three. When they cut it to three, yep. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'll finally pay attention and get excited. But the atmosphere, is, it, it was, but it wasn't because of the games because I will attest to this, that we were there uh, for the, the Duke-Kentucky, the, the, the warm-ups. The place is packed. And I didn't. There just like wasn't the. You can't quantify. It. I know this sounds like this. This isn't scientific. It's a cor- it's a corporate but, event. Yeah, but it's there just corporate. wasn't a buzz. Yeah, there just like wasn't like a, a a vibe of like a big game vibe. Other than you just saw people on their cell phones taking pictures of Zion Williamson, and that was like mm-hmm. the closest you got to like, oh, this is a moment. This is something that's hap- about to happen one way or another here. Um, so maybe the guy was right with the Final Four thing. Is that he didn't mean like the play on the. F- court he meant the corporate bullshit where it's basically <laughs> yeah. all it's about like why why are, why are we doing this what's the yeah, point it does kind of suck i i i came to the champions classic in 2015 no 14 the the year the kentucky team went undefeated mm-hmm. and they beat the hell out of kansas they played kansas that year um and i guess i didn't just didn't notice it i guess i was just like so excited to watch the get but i don't know and i, I came back this year I was, I was just like you so that's why i will defend tate because i know People are going to grill you and be like, you're just salty that Duke won and Carolina wasn't there. It had nothing had to do nothing with the do results. With it. it really was like... It was more sad for me because I, I came into this... Because like, the Final Four, as much as you made that joke, like we went to the Final Four, I mean, it's buzzing like outside. Yeah, like, it actually are talking, is buzzing. Like, yeah. it, not necessarily in the game because it's just such a big venue, but like outside, people are excited to talk about basketball. People are walking all around. It's like a, it's like a, basically like a gathering of the college basketball right. brass to come, which I sort of expected here, but a minor version of it. I haven't seen anyone. This but was Kentucky an NBA fans. event. Yeah, it was because <laughs> they had all the NBA scouts there. Yes, they had the. I mean, yeah, and that that was. Uh, it sucks. It really, it really did because it, it, I I've never seen in my entire life any event have twenty thousand people there and be completely as mm-hmm. dead as that was. And to defend, any event, not even basketball, like any event, I've never seen that many people be that dead. All and, night. And to defend the fans that were there, I mean, I, there was, it, it wasn't like, it was all on you to make noise because there was nothing. Yeah. Like you feel so far removed from the basketball for whatever reason. Yeah. And I don't like Bankersfield House. We went to a Pacers game the night before. It didn't feel like that at all. We sat, further, yeah, we sat further away than we did tonight. And it, was and it felt more, yeah. And it felt like and there were fewer more, people there too, by the way. Exactly. So it's not, I, I don't know why it feels that way, but it just doesn't feel like they're very connected to uh, the, the pulse of college basketball. It does feel like a cash grab. And in a time where we're all talking about, mm-hmm. you know, money and all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. that, that's like the topic of conversation. Money is really important these days. Money is important unlike, these days. Unlike Where's other the days. space cash? Unlike years of Give the Give us past. the space cash. This is the first Coach year. Coach K that- has it somewhere. <laughs> 
I know he has it. Really? That's the only way that Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, and R.J. Barrett really? are on this team. <laughs> Show us the space cash, <laughs> Show Mike. Us the space cash. <laughs> Release the tapes, Oh, no, Mark. not Finland. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we fix the Champions Classic? End it. <laughs> no, Dude, we don't. This is a great year to end it. Like Duke killed yeah, the champions. Like, class. No it more is, champions. Duke's the champion. Give him the crown. Duke took it behind the woods. They are the champions of the. Cha- Should they hang a banner? But, champions classic. <laughs> That'd be nice. Champions classic. Champions. We had one radical idea as we were spitballing because we were bored of shit during. The <laughs> yeah, second you half can of tell this we game. had a lot of free time um, during these games. We we had the idea of what if they cycled through the home arenas of all four of these teams and you just played the doubleheader there. Like how insane be would that amazing. be if they played both of these games at first ones at Rupp after this give or, them give Rupp. Rupp first one yeah at Rupp like if 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 next year it's Duke Kansas open up the first or it's Duke Michigan State is the opener and the and Rupp Arena they mm. play in Rupp Arena mm-hmm. and then there's another game and it's Kentucky Kansas in Rupp Arena right after that and then the next year they move it to Coach Warren. K would never agree to that yeah of course no <laughs> or he'd be like is that a true road game well okay not this year but maybe next year it will be and that's a, why don't that's we do much. Cameron yeah yeah <laughs> There's probably logistic reasons that could never. Work. I think it's called money and ticket and that FedEx box or whatever box that they have uh, that they want. Yeah, the, the, the atmosphere sucked, dude. It really did. Um, but the, especially the, in Indy, which is such a basketball place. Yeah, you, I, that's I, that, that, that. That was like what hurt my heart. I think that's I why I take it personally. About it. Yeah, because yeah, it's like I, I, it, it, some part of me is responsible for this, and it's not. And I, I, would, I don't want to go take to full all, responsibility, but yeah, this isn't my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go up to all the people that paid for tickets and came out and support it and just do the, the it's not your fault because it really isn't because you were trying to do the right thing to support this event and the teams were great. It was a lot of, uh, you know, the talent that was on the floor was amazing, but the atmosphere does not fit the, the billing of the talent that we right. had, which I did not like. Uh, that's it. Uh, I have uh, my other thoughts, my stray thoughts. Number one, they're, they're pretty much all about mix, uh, Michigan State. Um Langford, Josh Langford, learned how to shoot. Yeah, hit some shots tonight. That was good for Josh. Still has a completely busted looking jumper. Yeah, but it's going in. He did not fix. He shoots it. the ball like way out in front of his face, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay. Whatever. Cassius Winston, hard to tell what kind of night he had. A lot of turnovers. Wasn't hitting shots like he. Needs I thought to. he had a good game. Well, that I looked at his plus playing. minus, and I was like, he did yeah. not have a good game. But I think I think he was like trying to do too much out of necessity at times, and he's fine. I I I've come around on him. I I well, Cash is is their yeah, right. He's their best player, right? That's I mean, the, that's the problem. Say, exactly yeah. the problem. You you're a three headed monster of of Langford, Cassius, and Nick Ward, and that's how your team operates. And and McQuaid you know is the on the ground right now we asking someone Nick to Ward. pick him up. Yeah, McQuaid leads is going to lead the country and falling being on the ground for no reason whatsoever just how like finding his way to the ground not even necessarily diving for loose balls just like he tripped uh he just kind of fell over he's like pushed over but, I, yeah. I want the towel guys to start a union against matt mcquade <laughs> yeah. like, they, they're like every single guy that's like has to wipe up the sweat they're just like i hate matt mcquade he's literally my nightmare <laughs> he looks like matt mcquade at all time i think i've used this joke before but it's worth repeating because i was inspired tonight this man every second he's on the court it looks like he's either fouling someone or getting fouled <laughs> he's got to be the toughest and the face is the same yeah. so you never know he's got to be the toughest guy in the country to officiate because like i don't even know what like it looks like he's getting fouled every second he's out there do you think just that, the way he moves his they, when they have their around. officials convention or whatever i don't even know if this exists they just have james harden tape and matt mccoy tape and they're just trying to break it down. 
so the that, those are my those are my Michigan State thoughts. Uh, I think Cassius is going to be okay because um, the Big Ten is going to be terrible, uh, and Michigan State will probably be okay for that reason as well. But um, they'll be fine. Yeah, they have the experience, not, like, and they fought back, which was good. I yeah, mean, they they showed game, some heart to get back. Yeah, in that, that game. was yeah, that was that was good. And I I, I believe in Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo's back. Mm-hmm. I said that in the preview podcast. The I way still, he coached tonight showed. He was I still back. think he's back. I think the problem is Michigan State is not back mm-hmm. as a team, but Izzo's back. But the mm-hmm. team is not back. So just remember that in March. I don't know what it means, but that's where I stand right now. Um, this is November. What, this is only November <laughs> in all caps. Uh, what else do we need to say before we go? Chris Clemens. Oh, yeah. 44 points in overtime in a win over Devontae Kaycock. How I did not watch that game. If I were to be able to redo anything in history right now, it's never come to the Champions Classic ever again and go to that game and watch Chris Clemens. In Bullies Creek, North Carolina. You're not even, I don't even think you're joking. No, actually, I'm not I at all. That's not, not a joke. That if you could redo this night and know how the night would end. I would not have gone to the game. You would no. not have gone to these games no. tonight. You would have gone. You would have sat here and watched Carolina Wofford. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Wilmington. I've been very upset. Campbell. been very water. upset the entire time until I watched the Chris Clemens uh, overtime period. Um, to, to, to recap, Duke, uh, God's gift of basketball. Um, it is, you know, there, there are times in my life, Tate, where I know God is real and this night was one of them. Um, I, I don't know what we did to deserve this as a species, but, uh, space cash. it's, it's <laughs> the space cash, the space cash, <laughs> but it, it, I'm just glad to be alive at this moment in time. Um, because it, I, I had it hyped up in my head of what this might look like and it's everything I dreamed it to be. Take. You remember the guy that went to St. John's God's gift at Chua? Yeah. God's gift I think Chua. this, I think this Zion should change his name or at least change his mm-hmm. middle name to God's gift. Cause like that's the greatest name. I really wanted that guy to be amazing, just so I could be like, thank God, Dude, every he's time got. He bought out. We should look it up. Uh, someone will. Well, but don't even bother tweeting at us. We're gonna look it up as soon as we stop recording the podcast. But he has. A, I think pretty sure he has a brother that's coming up. That's like actually pretty good. Um, because I was I was going through the recruiting rankings and I came across a what's a his Chua. name Moses's gift yeah no dude he's got he's got like a compl- uh, uh, similarly it's like <laughs> it's the best name ever it's like Lord's Prayer <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, I don't yeah, know yes, all yeah. one word like it's uh, <laughs> I don't remember we're we're gonna, we're gonna look it up uh, and, but um, anyway Duke is great Kentucky uh, you know we're, we're back to these kids I think with Kentucky mm-hmm. um, tough tough year coming for Cal. Uh, but I want to bring I Brad back. That's Brief. my new. That's my new campaign. I think Kentucky comes back when Brad comes back because he did warm up with the team. Yeah, he tonight. still warms up and wears the yeah, jersey. Just what, let him come back. On? Who cares? Like, don't 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 sit him out. Let him play. Um, and Kansas, I I think Kansas is really good, and I think I think Duke beating the shit out of Kentucky is the best thing that could have happened to Kansas because they're going to lose their number one ranking. Uh, we were talking earlier. We want Bill Self to fly under the radar. Um, and then he didn't fly under the radar. The the FBI came knocking. The um. They got the number one ranking, and suddenly they're thrown in the spotlight. So this is good for... Speaking of which, we did see the breaking news that the uh, NCAA is now... The FBI has told the NCAA that you can now start investigating this stuff and dish out sanctions and all that. And for that news to break, on the same night that Duke and Kansas dominated um, on the, in the same city as the NCAA is headquartered is just... Sometimes the world just makes too much sense, and that was incredible that all of those stars. We're pretty sure that everyone in the NCAA office was watching that game, and they all texted back to the FBI and said, "We're monitoring the situation. We're, <laughs> We're just watching the game." Are you man, sh- man, Zion is good. <laughs> <laughs> High five. <Yeah. laughs> I want you to bet Duke money line. <laughs> Ted's an idiot. He thought Kentucky was going to win. What a dumbass. Um, 
That's it. Uh, the season has started. It's here. Uh, we're we're going to be pumping out pods regularly. We still have one more live show tomorrow in Chicago. Chicago. Uh, we're very excited for. We're, we're going to recap the show when we get back to LA and we uh, have some downtime and it's not the Champions Classic and Duke isn't just destroying the world. Uh, we, we will talk about our our experience here on the road because it. My God, what an experience it has been. It's been great. It's been great times. So we time. we have a lot to talk about. Bobby Frazier and Robbie Hummel tomorrow night in tomorrow Chicago. Tomorrow night in Chicago. So if yeah, the, but it sold out. So there's no. I don't know why we were. Well, up. we just want to point out for those oh, guys. Yeah, is that a move? Like, if you sell something out, you're still supposed to promote it to like. We're not promoting it. it. We're just oh, saying we're it's just happening. Like about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to uh, bring it up. So now we're going to have some stories from Robbie and Bobby. Oh, and we we've been asked this. Uh, we are not. We are not releasing the shows that well, we did on tour. Uh, we didn't record the shows. Yeah, so. we didn't record one. We didn't record them. Two. Um, they wouldn't have been good anyway to listen to as a podcast. Not the not the. They're interactive. There's video clips and all types of stuff, and there's crowd interaction. So just for you to... First of all, I'll say this. As a podcast producer, I know you don't want to listen to live shows. Yeah, I know that yeah. I don't want to listen to live shows, and I sure as hell don't want to edit live shows. I don't want to listen to live shows when yeah. I'm doing the live show. Exactly. Um, so, and yeah, not that our pod is good to listen to at any time. No. We're not saying this, that. This definitely would not have been good. I'm just saying to. this is my much. stance as a podcast producer so, against live shows. Uh, we will be back whenever we're back. The season is here. It's exciting. It's Duke's title to lose. Uh, those of you who are on team content and team blue blood like I am, it is. it was a fantastic day of basketball. Mm-hmm. There's more to come. We hope you stick with us all season. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Someone charge up Coach K for God's sakes. He deserves to enjoy this win. Until next time. 